Hey there, readers. We're taking a break from our regular episodes to feature some special edition issues for Pride Month. We're especially excited to welcome some incredible guest collaborators, and we hope that you enjoy these stories filled with queer joy and shenanigans just as much as we do. Here's to a happy and safe Pride Month from the cast of Wonder World Comics. On the cover, a whole roller derby team in lavender uniforms and general Pride Parade extravaganzas is posed for a photo, except none of them are looking at the camera. All of them have books in their hands and are engrossed in reading. In the centre of their photo, Moonflower, Shrike and Lady Stitch are holding the placard that reads, Lavender Court Legends, Pride 2023. Shrike is squished into the centre, blushing and clutching a pride flag in his hand. Moonflower is smirking, looking at him out of the corner of her eye, twirling a knife in her other hand. Stitch is smiling a goofy wide smile, and a short roller skater beside her has put their fingers as bunny ears behind her head. Lying in front of the heroes with one foot in the air, posing, is Ryan, sticking out his tongue. Above the whole group, on a banner in hand-painted letters, is the title, An Army of Book Lovers. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonder World Comics. There's one gator in particular who very obviously is not moving. So they have come to a stop quite close to Shrike. They're quite large. They're six foot two. Big, big femme. Uh, I imagine even taller on roller skates. Even taller in uh, in his roller skates. <laughs> Eagle-eyed readers might recognize this person as Ryan. New addition to the Midnighters. He's got pink hair, a rose tattoo. Obviously, is like in civilian clothes, which is just like the lavender jersey and shorts. But absolutely is like squaring up to Shrike. Rolling back his shoulders. L- looming, I would I would describe it as. <laughs> I just imagine Eden is walking past, seeing this looming confrontation, on her way to go get a dolly to move her books, <laughs> and kind of looks at Shrike and says, "Who needs backup now?" <laughs> Stitches on pavement. <laughs> As soon as she saw the roller derbyist, she knitted some some heelys onto her flats and immediately lost them out from under herself. Oh no! <laughs> so she's she's getting up and restitching herself and kind of like holding on to a nearby witch's hat uh, for balance, so. not so successfully <laughs> trying to restitch the dirt out of her dress, being like. He looks so cool, but how they, ah, they make it look so easy. And she's um, kind of slipping around. If it's okay, I have slight edit. I think Go for I it. think that Stitch falls, but does not hit the ground. I think that there is someone who saves Stitch. Oh, <laughs> I think it is like <laughs> prime. It is a prime rom com opportunity, uh, which is what I'm always on the lookout for. So I think. Like Stitch, Stitch is you know giving herself some heelys. She's just like you know that they make it look really easy. Like I could do this. Um, immediately, sort of like loses her footing, falls back into somebody else. Uh, now this somebody else is not like very strong. Is actually about the same height as Moonflower, 
uh, even with her skates on. Um, but she does kind of like catch stitch kind of like or cardigan under the arms and sort of like push her up a little bit so that she's upright and then sort of like keeps a hand on uh like the small of your back um mm-hmm. and it's like whoa look out you're right wow you thank you you make this look so easy this is this is hard i i'm i'm not very good at this uh so i think there's like a a, a panel where the person who has like saved cardigan comes into view and they are a small feminine person they have like stickers all over their helmet that have like you know she slash they and then like there's like a an ace flag a bi flag a rainbow flag there's like a bunch of just like stickers for bands and things they're quite short they're like yeah about the same size as moonflower even though like you know she's got skates on and uh she's got this like brown hair with bangs that's kind of falling out of the helmet and she's like i mean i've been doing it for a really long time so it takes practice i fell over i still fall over a lot i think a move triggered there oh stitch shared a vulnerability or weakness and I absolutely think, uh, I guess I should just read it. When you share a v- vulnerability or weakness, if their response helps you understand human feelings and problems, mark potential. If the response confuses or offends you, shift your freak up and your mundane down. And I think hearing, you know, that they had to practice and learn and that it took her a long time to get to this point really resonated with Stitch and absolutely going to mark potential. And with that, stitches noticed all all the colors, and I think uh, the colors of the bi flag and a couple of the stickers stitched themselves onto the rim of Stitch's sun hat. Um, in the uh, the beige portion, the beige white now becomes oh. those colors instead. Um, as she's gazing up at this individual, kind of starstruck. That is so cute. I love that so much. <laughs> Um, yeah, so um, uh, this person who she she sort of like helps you stand up fully and takes both of your hands. She bends her knees and she's like, if you bend your knees, it really helps because then, you know, if you fall, it's not as far to go. And then they also are sort of like, they, they're really like holding on to you because they don't want you to fall again. And she's like, if you, um, and if you are going to fall, like it's better to go forwards. Yeah. And then sort of like gestures to all of the protective equipment that she's wearing. And like, because if you're wearing all of this, it'll protect you. Stitch notices and then she stitches herself up properly. So she has the protective gear and at least while her heelys are enabled, her her sun hat stitches itself into a helmet. Just the bottom rim of it, replacing the rim of the sun hat and the top being the bright pink (laughs) that the other was with. The adjacent knee pads, except the knee pads and the guards are all just rainbow colored. The The editing has kind of gone out as she's gone out onto the streets and seen things. There are no mirrors here and her accessories are, are full pride colors. Oh, I love it so much. And I think I think the person in front of you also loves it. Sort of like didn't realize before when your hat changed, but like is now suddenly realizing like, oh, 
uh, there's like magic going on here. It doesn't let go of your hands, but sort of like, you know, eyes widen, the pupils dilate. There's like a, a lot of like looking around at all of the things that have just materialized. Sort of like laughs a little bit awkwardly and says, uh, I love the colors. Oh, yeah, thanks. I'm Cardigan. I, I am, uh, I, I can do really quick costume changes. And she kind of blushes, uh, blush marks stitch themselves across Cardigan's cheeks, knit themselves even because it's softer, almost more yarn-like. As she realizes uh, she's assumed a secret identity now, and she should maybe not so openly display her powers as if like it matters at this point (laughs) yeah i think um the the person like yeah like squeezes your hands and is i'm serena or i guess uh i'm in my uh derby persona so you can call me supersonic siren if you want she sort of like looks again like catalogs all the things that have changed about you since you've just been standing there and just kind of goes like wow like that would be really handy, you know, if, if you felt underdressed or something at an event. It's so nice to meet you, Serena. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't imagine how hard it is to get someone's name sometimes. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, she kind of like chuckles and then like uh, lets go of one of your hands and, and does like a cool little step to the side so that you can see her back. And she's like, well, derbies will have them on their back. And then you see like supersonic siren uh like printed on the back and as well as that there are like stitched little um like uh, mermaid tails embroidered flowers and like bubbles which is obviously like not part of the the garment itself this is obviously something that's added by her so she should know better because she just reminded herself but after seeing this, uh, cardigan stitches its way across the back of her her yellow blouse <laughs> in, in rainbow rainbow thread, and yeah. she notices this and she's oh, I'm not sp- oh it doesn't matter, she's in front of me, <laughs> not realizing she's kind of talking to herself out loud, and this whole time she's gotten her balance a little bit and is skating around with Serena, not at all helping Moonflower with the mission. Yeah, so um, I was going to ask, what does, uh, what's Eden doing? Has Eden, like, stopped or kept going or... No, she's going to get her dolly. She's, she's working <laughs> on a project. Okay, she's, she's, she's on, on a mission. mission. <laughs> and, uh, and no meet-cutes will stop her. Excellent. Well, she's, it, she's not meet-cuting. <laughs> Doesn't seem like any of her business. <laughs> Maybe if you made yourself some heelies and fell over, you would. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, so Eden's still kind of like striding along the footpath. I think there's like, even though Eden is not like dressed as a superhero, I do think that you have that like, I'm on a mission walk, right? That's so the I only think, way Eden walks. Yeah, so I think there's, that people are sort of like seeing you coming and like making a path for you. Because I mean, like, like Eden oh. walks down the grocery store aisle that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I have these things on my list that I need to get. So uh, that's where I'm going. When you're about level where Shrike and this mystery person who doesn't want to listen to Shrike is, I think you probably hear a very kind of stern, this is not your event, buddy, 
from this really tall person who's looking down on Shrike. Shrike squares his shoulders, tilts his head back, and looks Ryan, like, dead in the eye, sets his jaw, takes a step forward until his face is, like, just about an inch away, and he says, kind of relaxes a little bit, and says, look, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but I'm on an undercover mission. We are trying to sneak some books through this area and establish a library outside the hijinks theater. So if you could just keep that between us, you know, maybe give us a hand and we'll uh, get out of your way. Has uh, Shrike been using some of the Farsight gear to do a little surveillance? I don't know if Eden and Stitch said anything about that. We can retcon. <laughs> when Eden wasn't insulting him. I was going to say, I just thought it'd be funny if maybe he'd like landed on the top of the RV and was just listening at one point. <laughs> I wasn't thinking anything like more sinister than that. He was just like, you know, it's really no, hard no, to conceal yourself when you're yeah. lying. We get- <laughs> when Eden like hangs up on him, you just he just like lands really quietly on top of the RV, even as she's like doing her like, you know, dangerous how he maneuvers was there. and... Yeah, that's how he was there so quickly. He just swooped yeah. off the top of the, the RV. I'm imagining, I was imagining, uh, yeah, Eden like has like a panel with just a thought bubble. Like, how did he know that? And then the next panel is like <laughs> five minutes earlier. Yeah. Sitting on top of the van while it's careening down the freeway. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. if that wasn't something that eden expected him to know she is going to just kind of be squinting at him now because <laughs> she doesn't like that he knows that if she I, uh, him. yeah i and i i don't know i, I feel like shrike probably sees that past and probably sees because it's you know everyone on the sidewalk is moving out of the way for eden it's it's very easy to spot her even though she's like small and inconspicuous so i think shrike like looks over ryan's shoulder and just sees like a death glare, even through the sunglasses. <laughs> you, you don't need the sunglasses to be sunglasses. gone. Um, I was also going to ask if, if saying that stuff to Ryan is possibly you trying to defend something? It could be that, or I was maybe activating no you move mm-hmm. by demanding that Ryan meet uh, my, my moral standard and help us on this secret mission. Yeah, definitely. Okay, awesome. Cool. So I get to roll plus savior. And on a hit, they have to meet my standard or mark a condition. And on a 10 plus, I take influence over them as well. Ooh, yes! That is a 10 plus 2 for a 12. Oh my god. Yeah, I open Ryan's character sheet. Awesome. So how does that... So on a hit, Ryan has to meet the standard I've, I've set or mark a condition. And then I also take influence over Ryan as well. Everybody's got influence over Ryan. It's actually <laughs> insane. Uh, <laughs> is what Kaylee is saying. <laughs> okay, Shrek well, gets influence over a lot of people just from his cheekbones. <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely think that uh, Ryan will fold to this. They are a big old softie. And as soon as they hear, like, you know, queer books, queer library... They're like, oh my god, like, that's actually really cool. Why did you have to, like, bring Farsec into it, you weirdo? Um, <laughs> so they sort of, like, you see their shoulders, like, relax, you know, they sort of, like, relax back into their skates almost. Like, it's almost like they were mm-hmm. 
they were ready to like go- jump up onto the toe stops to like you know <laughs> run at you um so they kind of like relax they start like slowly kind of like weaving backwards skating they're a very good skater unlike me this is who i want to be <laughs> yeah so they start like skating backwards and they're like cool cool man that's 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 honestly actually like a pretty cool maybe this is your event huh i i'm just here to help oh yeah they say me too and then they give you like a huge wink <laughs> uh and they like yeah they like spin around and head over to the rest of the sort of like lavender jerseys i think i think shrike might give ryan influence because really? of that this goes yeah uh, it was just kind of like he was expecting a fight and was also kind of caught off guard by that and it's just like oh that's kind of cool i wasn't expecting to be accepted here oh yeah I feel like this is like the duality of Ryan. Ryan is always making people think that he wants a fight and then just immediately just being like, oh, we're friends now, huh? Oh, but fighting <laughs> would make you sad. Oh. I don't want you to be sad. Have a hug. Eden, you're now like, you know, halfway to the hijinks. Strike has cleared the road for you. Are you going to like, uh, I, I guess, are you going to like accept his help and go back to the RV or are you going to keep going to get your dolly? Oh, I'm gonna go keep getting my dolly. Okay, yeah, I'm totally. there. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you already had this handled. You really didn't need track to do that. Um, did you like park the RV or is it like idling? Um, I think it's idling with like the hazards on. Cool. If you aren't around, Shrike does want to clear the road and not, you know, be in the way of these people more than he has to. So I think he's going to just reach in the RV and shift it into neutral and then pop his wings out and start just kind of pushing it down the the road out of the way towards the hijinks. Oh my God. (laughs) Eden's going to run back and say, don't touch my car. Maybe don't leave your things in the road. Well, the road's blocked anyway when I left it. I I don't think she was trying to strike. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're both provoking each other. I, I think if we're both provoking each other, we roll and whoever gets higher wins the <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I'm actually trying to get him to do something or just yell at him. Oh, just... I mean, it is fair. Eden does like to yell. Mm-hmm. To be fair, this is not the first time that Shrike and Eden have had an argument while also trying to get something done. <laughs> <laughs> They're professionals. They multitask. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think you guys can you guys can just have the argument if you want and we can see uh <laughs> we can see if you want to resolve it as a you know, whoever rolls higher wins the argument. <laughs> it's not how arguments work. <laughs> it is in my house. <laughs> You're just scared because my superior is higher. <laughs> I have a superior of one, thank you very much. That's cute. <laughs> Boom, eleven. Oh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not on the thing. What did you get? (laughs) Sorry, I got a nine. Michael got an eleven. Holy cow! (laughs) Cool. So, so Stitch is not at all involved in parking this vehicle. She's (laughs) she's getting her bearings on. Is she just still skating with Serena? 
She is skating around Serena. I think they're actually skating in front of the hijinks. She's lost the thread on what's going on. <laughs> so um, and she's time. enjoying her new her yeah. new freedom and mobility. Stitch is lost in her own little world right now. She's enjoying yeah. pride. There's a lot of colors. There's a lot of activity. Um, she's glaring at someone she recognizes from the street carny guild. Um, <laughs> but besides that, she's she's enjoying herself. It's 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 one of those uh, like people who's fully painted silver. Um, she doesn't see any entertainment value there, and it it, it smells weird. Oh, I think I think in order to to win the argument as they're bickering, Shrike is finally just going to uh very exaggeratedly roll his eyes, um, and just like grab the RV by the roof and fly it up off the ground. And just over to the parking lot and set it right down in front of the hijinks. Oh my god. Just like proving that after all of this, you didn't need to do any of the things you just did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is this unleashing your powers? Yeah, absolutely. That sounds awesome. I mean, I don't, I, I feel like you already won the fight on the 11, but you can make Well, it now it's work, just yeah. to make sure I'm not, I don't like drop your car. <laughs> yeah, then you would not win So we start with one team in the pool. Uh, uh wait. <laughs> I rolled a six. Uh, uh, do you want me to? Do you want to enter battle against the dangerous foe? <laughs> Is this RV a dangerous foe? Well, I'm, we just need it to be a seven, right? So yeah. Stitch will see the RV. And be like, what the, the hell? And the needle just flies over and like, how how are you dropping it? What um, ha- What's going wrong? Describe that for me. So I think like I'm like too busy glaring at Eden and showing off my awesome new suit um, that can fly and pick up cars uh, and has cool new like cobalt armor and stuff and i'm just very proud anyway yeah not paying attention and about to just scrape the side along a brick wall and just drop it i think so so the needle has to itself around a nearby light pole and the other end around uh shrike's ankle and it tugs you just far enough away and into place to where you miss the wall and are able to to get the RV where it's going awesome. to, to use our final team. Do you think I'm, that uh, Shrike feels that or notices that? Or do you think Shrike oh, thinks that he did Absolutely. I was going to say because it's a 7 to 9, I am going to mark guilty to not have it be unstable or temporary. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he, he, did, he did it just to kind of show off and be vindictive and then it was like, oh shit, I almost broke this and he does actually feel bad now. Beautiful. This is this is uh, why I love GMing. I would never have seen this happening. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing is the RV is safe. The yeah. the beautiful wood paneling is still scratch free. And here I was wondering how we would get to rolls on a true slice of life episode, <laughs> and I'm just so pleased with the results. <laughs> it's so great. Enough of this true life of slice of life episode. <laughs> Look, a slice of life 
can be a lot of things, but I don't think it's like one of the characters literally almost dying for two episodes. It was That's like a, a it was irony. <laughs> <laughs> it was lying. That's what it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was misinformation. It was the entire final slice of Midas's life. I uh, yeah, you did. You make did only have one slice of that life. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, once um, once the RV has like landed, all of the skaters who've been sort of like watching on the sidewalk, a little bit like, a little bit afraid, a little bit like nervously. They just, they erupt into uh, claps and cheers. They're like, they're like whooping. They've got their fists in the air. They're like, woo, we didn't die. Um, <laughs> and then they just all like swarm back onto the road and start skating again. Serena, uh, kind of like having seen what Cardigan just did, is um, kind of like still like holding Cardigan's hand from helping her skate. But, like, her hand kind of goes a little bit slack because it's, like, she's just, like, looking at the RV and at Shrike and then, like, looking at Cardigan's Needle and, like, what? I don't bring it up enough either. The Needle has a sinister aura. Like, I think a normal civilian seeing it, it it's kind of almost looks like it's made of bone. It's just kind of... I don't want like it's there's nothing visible about it that's nasty like it's not a dirty needle but like it doesn't feel good if if she's at all an empathetic person she can they can feel that it's not there, there's something unfriendly about it yeah and I think that that is uh so in conflict with Cardigan's own aura at the moment, especially like in this like weird little meet cute that they've just had uh so serena is just kind of like like looking between you and the needle like trying to figure out how you guys actually like can have both of those like this really sweet like girl one of these things is not like the other and then yeah this like really creepy ass needle that like maybe is gonna do something terrifying um so she's kind of just like whoa that that whoa is that is that thing yours or oh realizing she's not at all successfully undercovering even after putting her mind directly to undercovering yeah that's that's my i use it at work um raised <laughs> like, eyebrows like nodding <laughs> You wouldn't believe how useful it is in certain situations. And she leaves it at that. I mean, yeah, it looks... You save uh, Shrike. And then that old-ass RV. <laughs> so, um, um... This is the first time Stitch notices that Shrike's actually there. So, oh my god, it's Shrike! <laughs> <laughs> Shrike um, now has influence over Stitch. I think that's all it takes. <laughs> it just is there. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so I think Serena is going to sort of like slowly start to skate back and just be like, uh, yeah, look, we'll, we'll be out here for a little while if you want to, you know, come with us later or, or anything once you've sorted out like the whatever is going on with the that that freaky needle and, and, and trike. And I think uh, as she's backing up, like because she's so nervous and 
like their feelings so many feelings about this scene i think they like bump into uh eden as eden's like storming down the sidewalk coming to you know <laughs> yell at trike for nearly busting it out i think so i think uh serena kind of like bumps into eden and then it's like oh my god i'm so sorry and then it's just like oh my god i love your skirt um no but i'm like so sorry because uh eden is more attuned to these things eden notices that serena has her nails painted on one hand in the bi colors and on the other hand in the ace colors um and it's just like yeah i love your skirt but oh yeah okay um you got a good uh good luck with whatever you guys are doing for farsec or whatever i do not work for farsec that's that's good to hear um yeah that i mean they seem like uh, they seem just like cops really it's kind of yeah it's a secret mission it's it's not really for farsec i'm not supposed to tell anyone (laughs) the whole time stitch is just waving oh it was really nice to meet you serena uh i'll definitely see you around i i spend a lot of time in the city and she's shifting back her her helmet's going back to her sun hat um with the same changes and the rest of her uh her pride gear is stitching off, but she's noticed Ryan and Ryan's tattoo, and she loves it. So, like a more floral, like fabric-like embroidery of rose and thorns in rainbow color has stitched its way across on his left arm. Left, left arm. arm. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, Stitch's left arm is now embroidered in a pretty rainbow more floral and soft than than ryan's tattoo adorable yeah i think i think ryan kind of like uh comes to a a stop next to serena it does one of those really awesome toe stops so like basically just like jumps in the air and stops on the toe stop Uh, makes a like squeaking noise they're very cool i can't do them yet so i'm just putting all the moves that i want to learn into this (laughs) um so yeah stops right next to serena and is like not doesn't even look at the other three like has just fully like not even registered that there are other people here it's just like we have to finish our race because obviously we've been interrupted (laughs) (laughs) serena kind of like looks looks up because like serena is so much shorter than ryan and it's just like uh yeah i mean i was gonna beat you and i'm gonna beat you again so that won't really matter but and so they kind of like both kind of spin around and start off towards their like starting line. Eden, how do you feel about this situation? <laughs> I just fight. Eden is still just going to get a dolly, even though the <laughs> RV is parked close enough that certainly she could just carry the boxes of books herself. I think it's smart. You know, don't do the manual handling if you don't have to. There may be more books than. Moonflower's expecting. That's uh, extremely true. I mean, it, it is like it, it, the RV is kind of stopped with them. Yeah. So, are you are you all gonna go into the hijinks with Moonflower or? Yeah, Shrike is definitely gonna help load the dolly and carry some books, and is probably gonna at some point once everything's like you know moved into the theater and they're just kind of like organizing and stuff. Uh, She's just going to be kind of like wandering around and looking at some of the different stalls and stands. And it will have taken a couple seconds past 
Serena and Ryan skating out of view for Cardigan to have realized that she was watching them. But after they have passed out of view, her processors snap back to and she realizes why she's there. She's like, oh yeah, I'm coming. Don't worry, I'm coming, Eden. And she runs into the hijinks behind them. Awesome. So yeah, the um when you but when you all get inside the hijinks, I think Cardigan wants to talk about like what it looks like for Pride, because you know that space the best and you know what it looks like. Like the only like things that I had as like quote unquote requirements are just that there is like so much going on. <laughs> and there is like <laughs> So many pride flags, so many drag queens. Yeah, like there's stalls and things set up. There's just basically everything you could possibly need to get ready for pride. But if you have anything specific of how that looks like for the hijinks. No, I think the hijinks is best when it's left as a bit of a conglomeration in everyone's mind of their favorite drag or dive gay bar and queer space where they felt safe and accepted i don't want to put a specific like vignette on it besides like exactly what you've said like it, it's bright it's colorful everyone there is happy to see you and welcoming everyone has their different moods and their ways of showing that but it is a bright and welcoming space to be in it is well lit in the way that old theaters are well lit meaning there are a lot of dark corners and spaces but it is <laughs> it is homey and it is welcoming bernadette is making her way around and making sure things are getting done and taken care of mother owl who is a uh, thai drag queen who uses her drag persona sort of as her uh, superhero persona as well um, she doesn't do a lot of major superheroing but she is Definitely a local name in Midtown, and she runs a small all-ages queer dance club for teens of the city in the uh, Cannery District. And uh, she's on stage doing her sound check. When she notices the procession coming in, she definitely... Oh, and look here. We have some new young faces to join us as we're preparing for Pride. Come one, come all. The hijinks is a space for everyone. Oh, I love her so much. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. I love... All of that, I feel like everyone probably has a very uh, specific place that has made them feel like that. Uh, and hijinks gets to be all of those places. Absolutely. And she has, I, I should describe Mother Al. She is about 5'8", and she is in a beautiful, flowered, full gown. She is prepping to sing her bouts because that is one of the things that Mother Al does very well. She has echolocation abilities basically use sensory she can also mess with most humans in her ear and affect your balance and very cool she uses us to keep a very close eye on the teens at the pickle pit there's no shenanigans at the all ages queer dance club <laughs> the pickle pit oh my god pickle pit cool so i think like uh eden you probably get into this like absolute color explosion chaos first and yeah you're you're looking for something with wheels. Um, am I assessing the situation? <laughs> if you want to, yeah. You don't have anything more for that then. Yeah. What is a 10? I think I'm going to find a cart, guys. Wow. Not only do you find the cart, but you find it fast. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I'd say you also find the same cart that inspired Stitch's uh, premiere volume Farsec outfit. The rolling cart she failed to use to escape stealthily <laughs> and instead decided to uh, trounce around doing other things. Yes. Um, yeah, so you can ask that cart. Uh, two questions. Uh, what here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is in the greatest danger? Who here is most vulnerable to me? How can we best end this quickly? Or you can ask a different question if you want, because it's not really like a battle. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask. I actually get three questions because I'm special and so oh superior. God. And that's one of my moves. Um, <laughs> so many questions. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Anyway, so I'm going to ask, and I think we've already answered this, but what here can I use to move my books? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there's um, there's a couple of uh costume racks and carts and things there's a an area that's been kind of cordoned off as like a, a changing room and like outside of that there's just like racks and racks of clothes for people to try on and, and borrow for the day there's a couple that ha- have are mostly empty so you could definitely like you know just like move a couple of items of clothing and they, they would be able to be used uh there's also just below the stage a couple of more practical dollies that have been used to like move some sound equipment and stuff so there's there's plenty of options for uh for you to all get one really if you want to to. just because i can (laughs) i want to ask who here is most vulnerable to me oh that's an interesting question like okay um what i mean vulnerable can have many meanings yeah that's what i was gonna ask like what kind of vulnerability are you looking for here are you looking for an opportunity to assassinate or are you looking for an opportunity <laughs> you know to yeah what exactly what what vulnerabilities are you assassinate for? yeah <laughs> i mean i think eden just by nature walks into a room and thinks on the scale of power here where am i at but i i mean it is it is slice of life so we, we can say emotionally yeah cool so i think who you see as the most vulnerable to you is strike. And I think it's because as soon as you walked into here, you know, Eden is looking around, she's assessing everybody. There's so much joy and there's so many people um, who feel as though they fit. This is their space and they are taking up that space. And then Shrike, who is, you know, beside you, really looks like he doesn't. He looks like that that is a bad thing, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, there's sometimes people are like, I don't fit here and, and I'm pretty happy with that. Shrike is looking pretty vulnerable in the sense that he oh, absolutely. doesn't fit and he wants and, to. And he's also just kind of emotionally vulnerable in general right now. So <laughs> he's got a lot of shit going on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, do with that what you will, Eden. I, I think I am like I'm definitely making note of it. I'm gonna hold on to that for a bit because I still, you know, got my my books and my mission. But I, I think Eden is not great at paying attention to Shrike's feelings all of the time. So it's, it's yeah, nice this is an opportunity. She does clock him as like having real human emotions. Yeah, it happens so. occasionally. <laughs> it happens she's occasionally always surprised. When you're assessing the situation, and there's not like something that's actually threatening going on. What's your third question going to be? I'm just going to hold that for a while. Absolutely fair. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So you found some, uh, some dollies, some carts. It's like you all go over there and start taking, like, everyone is going to be so helpful. 
they don't even like know why you're here or what you're doing, but they see Stitch, they still see Cardigan. I guess also they would see people would be seeing Cardigan's name like stitched on her back, maybe for the first time. Quite possibly. I think Stitch is not shy or bad about getting the word out when something has changed. She has and doesn't have a secret identity. She is the friendly neighborhood Stitch without being Spider-Man or dealing with probably multiple <laughs> crime. Um, she has been around in, in her premiere episode. She played uh, she was the bouncer and she took on a like a much you know larger kind of huskier form and that's probably how a lot of people at the hijinks know her but as we've seen she she doesn't disguise her shifting when she doesn't feel threatened and so i think everyone here is aware of what a special little being stitch is especially <laughs> since they all know bernadette so absolutely like stitch this is this is her element she's where she's meant to be she's not only in a theater she's in her theater yeah and i i don't know if stitch is a hugger but if she is i feel like she's getting a lot of hugs right now oh i mean she tried to immediately hug eden it didn't go well (laughs) um she did the totally awkward like oh i'm meeting my hero oh and she totally noticed afterwards like you know kind of how weird and awkward she was and that's why she kept her distance for a while but you know she couldn't help it she's a month old and she met her hero so absolutely stitches going around meeting and cheering with everyone she's yeah she's in her place and as as she's going around every time she sees an element or an accessory she likes it's stitching itself onto her Um, by this point every fringe part of her that was um, beige white is rainbow or bi or pan flag colored and non-binary colored um stitches I guess more by gender she can associate as male or female genders, but every empty space that was on her pan flag cover outfit is is stitched into a color or an accessory that um she's seen around her. There's definitely probably some feathers and sequins that have now <laughs> made their way kinda onto the outfit as it's it's lost its edit control. She probably catches a side of it at one point, but she's too deep now to uh to go back. We're not in the shop go anymore. Amazing. She's just the, like, she's, she is pride. Uh, Cardigan is pride. Gorgeous. Uh, so yeah, I think as, as you're, you know, making your way through, you're grabbing a couple of dollies, you know, like Eden's still walking very purposefully, um, but it's kind of like getting caught up a little bit in some of the welcomes to Cardigan. So like every now and then somebody like, you know, puts their, hand out as if to like shake Eden's hand or to like you know ask permission to like touch her on the shoulder or something and says hello Shrike is similarly being greeted but I think with a little bit more wariness almost I think they probably people associate Shrike being somewhere as like oh like something is gonna something bad is gonna happen there's a super villain you know what's wrong yeah, so I think um, some people sort of like, you know, they hug, they hug Cardigan, you know, they sort of like, you know, if, uh, if Aiden doesn't give permission to like touch them on the arm, then uh, they sort of like give her some finger guns or some thumbs up or something um, and say hello. And then they sort of like look to Shrike and there's like a, oh, is like everything okay? Uh, 
And Troik will just kind of like give them a, a polite nod. It's kind of like, carry on, citizen. The only thing I'll throw out is like, there's definitely like, if anything, like meek smiles and like, I don't think anyone at the hijinks would want Shrike to feel unwelcome. It's just like a, after seeing Cardigan, they're like, oh, party mode. And then like Eden kind of was like, oh, a little bit somber because she's probably shooting daggers because people are getting in her way in her mission. And then it's like Shrike's in full battle gear. It's like, oh, wait, what? What is going on? But almost more confusion. Mm -hmm. Uh, If Mm -hmm. anything, I wouldn't want uh, for it to ever seem as like the hijinks was unwelcome. Uh, like unless he was being like threatening or a threat yeah definitely yeah i think it, it is it is that like confusion of like wait a minute like you know why is one of the young vindicators here like is this are we being evacuated are we what's happening uh yeah there's an escalation between cardigan eden and shrike that is stark and quick yeah <laughs> but i think as soon as like as soon as shrike you know says like carry on citizen in his really stilted kind of way party mode comes back and they're just like, oh, well, welcome, you know, like, um, yeah, you guys can grab some dollies and grab your books if you want. Yeah, we're going to grab the dollies and then we're going to go get the books. And I think, um, I think Bernadette is quite busy, but I think at some point she does come over and sort of like make a little fuss over Cardigan's outfit, I would hope. Oh, Cardigan, darling, your outfit looks so beautiful today. Oh, like a wonderful, beautiful field of flowers. Oh, thank you, Bernadette. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly, that's, that's like all I wanted from Bernadette. I was just like, I need Cardigan to know that Bernadette likes the outfit. That's very important to me. <laughs> um, thank you for playing Bernadette for me. Yep, um, thank you. Um, yeah, awesome. So, yeah, you guys can like go back outside. You can load up all of your books onto a couple of dollies. And as Moonflower is sort of like, you know, she's got her binder, I'm assuming, and she's sort of like, she knows how many boxes there are and, and which boxes are got what, what books in them and everything's quite, you know, organized. As she's pulling out, like, maybe like the second last box, it's like a little bit different to the other boxes. It is like a slightly different brown color in sort of like looking at it like I did not put this in here, like with the... What is this? She assumes um, she's going to open it and find something that, like, KT put in the RV weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like, there's, like, you know, assuming it's going to be, like, a bunch of Boba Cups to recycle or, like, I don't know what else KT's, uh, KT's yeah. packing up in boxes. The remains of the fish finder radar. <laughs> yep, yep. Just some junk, some general junk that the Midnighters keep leaving in for Eden's car. When, I mean, if you open it, when you open it. It is, uh, it's, it's books, it's more books, but there is like a little calling card on the top that you recognize. It's a, it's a dark fox calling card. Just a bunch of extra queer books in there. So Eden is going to take the calling card and, and pocket it. And she's going to close the box of books because she, wants to look at it more closely but she's going to kind of tuck it behind like the corner of the couch so that it's sort of out of sight because even though this is like kind of freaking her out a little bit like how did that box get here like this implies that dark box kind of knows who she is or you know like knows more than she's comfortable with 
And that's all concerning and something she wants to follow up on. Uh, but also it's pride today and she looks very cute. And I think she's also kind of like, not today, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) So, so she's going to just put that off for a little bit. Absolutely. Why waste this outfit on investigating? I think she's kind of hoping to get this library finished setting up before the parade starts so that she can just watch the parade in peace. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, do you, are you going to tell Cardigan or Shrike about this extra box, or are you kind of hiding it from them? No, I'm, I'm going to leave it for now. I think since Shrike and I have kind of been working on this together, I will raise the issue at some point. But again, I want to enjoy Pride, and I feel like if I tell Shrike, he's either going to also be worried about it, or he's going to want to investigate, like, now. And I don't want to do that, so... <laughs> Um. Yeah, and especially I guess because Aiden is uh, a little bit more aware now of um of Shrike, you know, being a bit vulnerable in this space, and probably if she brought it yeah. up, he would immediately, you know, go back into work mode. Yeah, yeah, he'd be looking for any excuse to get out of here. <laughs> I, I do think Eden has kind of progressively like picked up on some little little social cues i I think there's this perception that eden is like bad at social cues uh because she is the way that she is i think she's actually very good at reading people most of the time like that you know like i think stitch is kind of hard for her because stitch is kind of weird i think kt's a little hard for (laughs) just because they don't follow like normal social cues a lot but i think for the most part like she's actually pretty perceptive of how people are feeling. She just is less good at like then responding to that in a good way. Um, but I, I do feel like she's kind of picked up on, on Shrike maybe not feeling totally comfortable in this space. And I think she's maybe, uh, I think she's maybe looking for an excuse to sort of ditch Cardigan and <laughs> talk to Shrike more privately. <laughs> oh, we can make that happen, Eden. Don't you <laughs> Don't you worry. I mean, I think she, I, I think Eden could slip away. Like, I, I think she could figure it out on her own. But uh, if the GM wants to facilitate that, that's also fine. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, to create more rom-com moments. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I don't see there really being any, like, problems with you guys, like, setting up, bringing your books in, setting them up, unless you guys want there to be. Um, I'm more interested in, like, what are you guys going to do, like, after that? You know, like, you've put, your book's all in there. I'm guessing there's like a some kind of shelf in uh, the hijinks that has sort of been like cleared away for all of these amazing books. There's like a bunch of um, young people, like even as you're setting up, you kind of like come over to like see what you're doing. One of them picks up Radio Hearts by Kyra Nelson, starts thumbing through it. Um, they, you know, they, they all kind of like, some of them pick up like some graphic novels and they're all just kind of like, whoa. Um, and yeah, very um, excited. So kind of like by the time you finish uh, putting them all into the shelf, you know, and you're standing back looking at it, there's already like a bunch of books that have been taken down and are being read, you know, like people have um, reused, like purposed a bunch of uh, costumes and like cushions and some of them are sitting in the theater seats. Um, yeah. And a very little like literary corner that you've you've made up. No, I think that's perfect. 
I don't think there are any issues setting up the library. Yeah. So like, what, uh, what, what are you going to do now? Like, you know, you're, you're at pride or, you know, you're not at the parade yet, but you're at this really fun event. You're in the hijinks. There's like a bunch of stalls. Cardigan obviously knows like everyone in this room. Yeah. I, I imagine Cardigan's off experiencing. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I, I think she's fairly distracted and I think Eden is just kind of going to like gently nudge Shrike and say, Parade's about to start. The best place to watch it is from the roof. It's less crowded up there. Oh, right. Um, awesome. I will, uh, I'll meet you up there. I just gotta, um, I was gonna, uh, take care of something quick. Or, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you there. Eden's definitely gonna watch whatever it is he's <laughs> taking care of, surely, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> is Eden fairly familiar with the hijinks theater? She's maybe seen some blueprints, knows the layout reasonably well. He probably did. Like, after, you know, like, Cardigan joined. Okay, I got it. <laughs> um, Eden is, is going to kind of just, like, start making her way up to the roof. But she is going to just on her phone kind of as she's going up there and like as she's getting away from the crowds and going through some like the backstage areas i think she is going to pull up the security cameras like that's something <laughs> she can do um yeah oh, just, amazing just, just keep a tab on is that a move that just something in her wheelhouse i don't think the Hijinks Theater has like advanced enough security that it would be hard for her to get into. Sure. You know, if we were on like a military base or something, I think I'd have to. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something I can just do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cool. So, yeah, you you are kind of like, you know, climbing up to the roof, looking on your phone at that little screen. It's very easy to pick out Shrike because he is in costume and he sticks out like a thumb. He does kind of stick out like a thumb. It's the only person wearing dark colors. It's an interest. Yeah, now that Eden's left, it's a very interesting. Uh, I think thing for Shrike because normally he is like much better at blending. You know, he's a soldier. He <laughs> does the soldier things, so he is like any other soldier. Um, but in this area, you know, that doesn't make him invisible. That makes him, you know, yeah, yeah. Stand so what's out. what's Shrike doing? He just goes over to one of the stalls. Grab like a pride flag, like a couple of pins, like a buy flag, and is looking at like one of the pan pins. And is like, I really like the colors on this one. And then puts it down, pays for his stuff, and like stuffs it in the back of his like utility belt. And then steps outside and jets up to the roof. I think um, before he steps outside, I think there's like a panel of him picking up the, the pan flag and being like, oh, I really like the colors of this. And then sort of like behind him over his shoulder, Stitch in those colors is just like <laughs> the brightest thing in the room for a second. Uh, <laughs> I think in this moment, uh, Stitch is actually on stage performing for the girls by Haley Kiyoko. Oh my gosh, uh, yes, yes. And yeah, she's just owning it. Incredible, She's got a yeah, beautiful so- but soft and understated voice. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh my god, I love that. Yeah, so Cardigan's up there just like absolutely killing it. Um, like everyone's eyes are on Cardigan, except for Shrike, who is looking at this pin that is the same colors as what she's wearing. <laughs> um, and I think like there's somebody uh standing next to Shrike 
not looking at the table or at him, but looking at Stitch, who kind of like leans over, not even not realizing that it's like Shrike, the superhero that they're talking to, um, but sort of like leans over and is like, "Wow, oh, she's killing it." Yeah, she's she's pretty incredible. And yeah, I think um, I think then they're just like they're just like nodding and they're just they they start clapping and and yeah, you you sort of like pocket all your things in this moment of distraction for everyone run outside uh the skaters are all starting to get into like a formation they're sort of like grouped up chatting getting ready to actually like go- skate in the parade um rather than just round in circles and yeah you, you you jump up onto the roof which i'm guessing that eden is um expecting this because she's been watching <laughs> she's pocketed her phone by now okay <laughs> So yeah, how does uh, Shrike find you on the roof? Oh, she for now she's just kind of like watching the scene below, and like I think maybe the parade is getting started. I think maybe we can see down the road a bit. It's, it's headed our way. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's like it's on the way, and it's going to pick up everyone who's at the hijinks like on the way, and then they'll join it. I was going to ask as well, like who is Cardigan going to march with, or is she going to march? Well, after she finishes her performance and when she gets um, back out on the streets in her full, you know, now decked out pan flag outfit with the uh, the fringe colors and all sorts of different elements and stickers, she's going to retake on her Heelys and her protective gear, skate to catch up with Serena for the uh, the procession. Amazing. Yeah, Serena has been like really swept up in what's happening and the fact that like it's happening. Um, so has almost forgotten about like your creepy needle um, <laughs> and it's just like oh hey cardigan like welcome and sort of like you know introduces you to the other people obviously ryan is there aka red betty totally doesn't look like anyone you've ever met before definitely not like a really tall muscular pink-haired superhero that you just met so different yeah so so cardigan kind of gets like introduced and you know when the parade actually does like get there and, and kind of picks them all up all the skaters and things in my opinion i think cardigan's probably like quite a quick study at skating on her heelys i think she's taken very well to serena's tutelage but if she wants serena will hold her hand to make sure that she keeps up and is like not gonna fall oh absolutely um <laughs> there is no chance that cardigan hasn't picked this up quickly once she was given the right ideas about balance, she has at least, you know, not like Sam Southpaw level, like athleticism, but once she knows how to do something properly with the right technique, she can do it. So I think hand in hand, um, Serena's maybe even a little bit surprised how fast Cardigan, this new study, can go with her keeping up with a jammer who knows what she's doing sort of thing. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's that's super cute. And then we sort of like we zoom out and we're we're behind Eden and Shrike looking down on this big explosion of queer joy and color. You know, everybody is singing and dancing. There's like a lot of groups who have obviously like coordinated things, but then there's also just like this like mishmash of people who um, have just come for the day and they've found, they've made new friends like Cardigan has and they've decided to march with them. And yeah, what are you guys doing, you know, while you're watching this very beautiful scene? I think Eden 
is going to try and be nice. Let's go. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I, I think that not just seeing Shrike vulnerable, but specifically in the context of pride and identity, like, I think that does, like, that is something she empathizes with on a pretty deep level. Kaylee's GM, you can you can decide whether you want to make me roll for this or just let it be a nice moment. <laughs> uh, just with the understanding that if I roll for it, it will almost certainly fail. <laughs> um, but I think Eden is going to kind of be you know, watching, like looking at what's going on on the street, um, and sort of absentmindedly flipping a knife. She's going to say, "You know, labels are kind of like knives." Oh. Yeah, they're tools. They're, I think some people try to make them into boxes and make them into traps, but they're not. They're tools. And I don't know, my knives, they're important to me and I use them, but they don't define me. And if I ever decided I didn't want to use knives anymore, I'd use a gun or whatever, and that would be fine. And I guess I just think labels are like that. You know, I don't think that's a role, but I do think you are telling Shrike someone you have influence over how the world works. Mm. That definitely makes that's, sense. Yeah, that's interesting. Sorry, I, I'm just like over here nearly crying. Um, I was like, definitely <laughs> going to make the role. But yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I definitely think you can try to shift his labels if uh, you want. Yeah. Uh, how do I want to shift labels? And Shrike also has the shoulder label you can shift as well. Oh, that's true. You know, just for the hell of it, I'm going to shift soldier down. And not just for the hell of it, I think it also <laughs> that, like, soldier yeah. is very much a label that, like, defines who you are, and that's kind of, like, what her whole spiel was about. So I, I'm going to shift soldier down, and I'm going to shift... I'm going to shift savior up, I think. Hmm. Just swapped my plus two and my plus three stat. <laughs> Excellent. It's good. I like it. So are um, you yeah, you're accepting that? Absolutely going to accept that. I don't know how he would respond. I think she kind of said it in a way that doesn't necessitate mm-hmm. a response. Yeah. Like she very deliberately said it in a way that's like, I mean, like she obviously said it thinking it was something that might be useful for him to hear, but not like in a way that he had to respond to it, like in a way that it could sound like she's just kind of philosophizing. Mm-hmm. He's gonna, Trick's gonna sit there for a minute and kind of think about it and watch the, he's watching, um, watching Stitch and Serena holding hands and skating and laughing. And then he kind of reaches in back pocket of his utility belt and pulls out a little rainbow flag pin. And uh, sticks it, uh, just kind of pins it over the the Farsec logo on one of his shoulders. Oh my god. (laughs) Eden is going to look at, like, she's going to see that. um, And she's going to say, a little color looks good on you. Thanks. The final panel is like, uh, there's like a, a split screen almost in the final panel. And it's like, Eden and Shrike sitting together, like we're looking at their faces and Eden's like looking at the rainbow pin that's now on Shrike's shoulder and Shrike is still sort of looking out at the pride parade, but there's like, you can almost see like some uh, little sparkles of sequins that are reflecting up onto his face. 
And then on the other side is Cardigan, surrounded by these Lavender Court legends, this whole team of like purple clad, rainbow clad skaters. uh, And she's just like got the biggest smile on her face while she holds hands with Serena. I think then there's like a little like swooping the end. Wonder World Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway. This episode was GM'd by Kaylee Newberry, who can be found on Twitter at Kaylee underscore Newberry, and was edited by Justin Reed and Michael Dunham. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Stitch is played by Justin Reed, who can be found on Twitter at WWComicsStitch. Shrike is played by Michael Dunham, who can be found on Twitter at GalvanicMan. The music is from Dvorak Symphony No. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at WWComicsPodcast or send us an email at WWComicsPodcast at gmail.com.